Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Right. Boom, 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 boom. Big question, Big Zoo. Hey, big fan. What's up? So this is spoken. What my question is is, did you go to university? Oh, I did. Was it worth it? Uh, it was kind of worth it. Okay, so this is what we're going to be chopping it up all about today in today's show. My name is Fen. You are Big Zoo. Hi. Hi. That was nice. Hi. And um, today we're going to be talking about whether to learn or to earn. Mm. I guess you can learn and earn, but we're going to be saying one or the other. We're going to talk about that hard decision that a lot of young people go through where they have to decide whether they can go to uni or they're going to work. Whether you're going to build that debt or you're just going to go straight in there. Yeah, man. Is the education vital? For many people, when they hit the age of 18, they are met with the crossroads in their life, whether to go off to university for a degree or join the working world and build up their CVs to earn good pay. There are pros and cons to both choices. University can help you prepare for a specific career path, introduce you to people from all over the country, give you a taste of independence and can help you change your outlook on the world. But... It can also be a very lonely place. A lot of students suffer from the increased mental health problems whilst at university. And on top of that, you will end up leaving with an average of 44k debt. Right now, I owe them 30 bags and it's pain. So we're going to be talking about all the pros and the cons of going to university. Maybe not all of them, but a good majority of them. Yeah, man. And I'm pretty excited. We're going to put it into perspective, man. Should I rewind my university degree and just have gone straight in there? Ooh. This is what we're going to find out. Ooh. So let's get in. Okay, so this episode is to learn or to earn. We're with J-Hope and Simon. Cheese. And it's about to get lit. It's about to get lit. This is spoke. We're about to talk about peas. Learning, earning. Hey, Sideman. Yes. It's weird calling you a Sideman. That's okay. (laughs) It's what I am. I embrace it fully. Tell us about the name. Let them know who you are, man. Um, I'm a comedian. I'm a presenter. Uh... Motivational speaker, sex symbol, a lot of things. Really, just, just, just trying to, just trying to um, give myself to the, to the arts, to the media, to people. But yeah, online comedian, stand-up comedian as well, and uh, reviewer of things. And yeah, I'll leave it there. <laughs> Mr. Hope, how you doing? Hello. It's good. It's good. All right. So I'm a, I'm a freelance violinist. Jace. Sounds kind of dead, but you might catch me at a wedding. You might catch me at a award show. <laughs> Might catch me, just you know, friendly neighborhood violinist. I'm out and about, and yeah, you'll you'll find me on the strings, whatever the event. Jeez. Okay, find yeah, me on the man. strings. You know? yeah, I love yeah, yeah. it. <laughs> I love it, man. So obviously, you know, in life we have to earn money. Yeah. <laughs> to survive. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's that's a point. University. Did you both go? Mm. I didn't. On didn't? purpose. Yeah, I went. I went. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, Did you go to? I went, but I dropped out. See, I went. Yeah. Did you commit? You went, went. I committed. I committed. Yeah. It was a what struggle, but I did, I done psychology. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Ah, well, it wasn't the plan, though. Ah, <laughs> ah, <laughs> it wasn't the plan. So the question is... I don't is, know why I find that funny. I feel like this, it, the question is, does university matter? Should we go to university? And if so, why? If not, why not? Oh, well, we got both sides of the spectrum. I'll be the harshest version of myself because I probably don't even agree with this, but I'm just going to be the harshest version of myself because this is how I feel sometimes. Mm-hmm. I feel like if you if you ain't doing heart surgery, if you're not going to be a doctor or mm-hmm. something where you you actually have to learn this in order to do this craft, then uni's like borderline a waste of time. Okay. The entire the entire educational system and how they choose to teach wastes a lot of your precious time by teaching you a lot of things that you don't need to learn. And I think that ed- education is good because it teaches you. It teaches you about the format of learning, but I feel like you learn that between school and college. So when I say the format of learning, I mean in terms of knowing something from its root. So let's say you're going to learn about the human body, then you know about tissue and then you know about bone marrow and then everything that makes up that thing. You can then take that and apply it to anything. So let's say you're going to learn about, let's say, being a violinist in in essence, then you can learn about notes, then you can learn about actually playing it physically. So yeah. like the layers of education that there are. But you learn that, you learn from college, you kind of figure out how to study things, how to learn about things. Mm-hmm. But I feel like that's all education is a lot of times because a lot of the information you're learning 
the real life application isn't there. And then when you go out into the world and you're supposed to get a job now, they want the experience that you couldn't get because you were too busy learning. Yeah. So it's just it's just a bit of a mad thing for me. As I said, if you're a doctor, you can't touch me if you ain't been uni, if you ain't been to uni. But for a lot of especially jobs in the arts, a lot of that stuff, a good couple YouTube tutorials would teach you more than uni would teach you in a year. Yeah, yeah from yeah. one day. No, I hear I hear that side of the story definitely. Unless you have like you have a vision that's mapped out, say you want to be an engineer or a computer scientist or whatever it is, um, something like that. You kind of need to get that degree. You need to learn a certain amount before you can enter a job like that. But you do miss out on the experience. But I'd say uni teaches you the other things. You build a network of people that you might not have met otherwise. You kind of learn how to manage your time. You just it's it's a different experience that you wouldn't get from not going. So um a lot of the time I feel like you do end up teaching yourself, which is a disadvantage. Like you go there and you're thinking, I'm paying nine grand for someone to look at the, the slides and read off yeah. it and I could do that in my own time. But at the same time it's the whole the whole atmosphere, the whole energy, the whole network you build from being there that that brings you through to another stage in your life, even if you don't necessarily use that degree, you know, because mm. it's it's really only three or four years of your life in the grand scheme of things. <laughs> in the grand scheme of things, it's not nah, man. It's not everything. Nah, I felt away. When I was in college, I was like, yo, I can't do this. I can't, there's no way I can go uni and give away three, four years uh. of feeling like I can already do what I want to do. Yeah. And, you know, when you talk about... But you were lucky in that sense, knowing what you wanted to do. For some kids out there, they didn't necessarily know. But that's what I mean. I think, and it goes back to him saying about, like... Uh, J-Hope saying about the, the experience of uni and everything like that. It, I think fear has a lot to do with it mm. because it's like the structure is comfortable. A mm. structure's there put in it's place. I feel like I had as many experiences. I created networks and met people no, going out there and doing that. what I want to do. And I feel like there's, as I said, from school and college, there's formats and ways of learning how to figure out what it is you want in life without having to go to uni and sit down in a class for somebody to try to tell you. Because half the, half, half the time people go uni to do a course to only figure out, oh, this definitely ain't what I want to do. Do you get what I'm saying? You can mm. you can do a mind map at home, bro. You ain't got to go all the way to uni to figure out what you want to do. You can say, listen, let me let me watch a video on what it's like to do this job and then let me watch a video on what mm. it's like to do that job. Google you. is your yeah, friend. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it depends. If, you, if you're the type of person where you're, you're driven in that sense where mm. you can, you know, you've got to do this research to find out whether you want to do this kind of job or whether you want to do mm. something else. Some people want to just go and have uni just there just yeah. just as yeah. like it's like a little safety safety yeah. blanket where yeah. you can say all right yeah. i'm definitely gonna learn something i'm definitely gonna get a degree and i'm definitely gonna have uh i'm gonna have more of an idea of what i want to do once i leave but uni i don't think it's definitely better for people who know that they're studying something yeah. because they know they want to be in that career but then if you're still kind of unsure, it's a safety blanket. And if you have no idea why you're going to uni, then maybe it's better to work it out without going. And this might sound harsh, but I don't think that driven should be like a type of person. Type of person no. is like... You know, I, like think, I think it is within you. Like where the, it's a, it's a, it, like, it is. It is there is there, there's a certain like drive and it's like... I'm sorry to cut in there, no, but I, I think there is like a certain drive that every person in this room is blessed with that we are here like some people just don't necessarily have that and yeah. it's and it's it's hard to not to understand if you don't have it or like if somebody else if you have it it's hard to think of life without it yeah but, it's but like, you're blessed in the sense that you are so driven that you've made yeah. it to here i get what you're saying yeah but i think that we do a lot of that stuff to ourselves like i like to be unplugged from the matrix in it so we can just say that sentence and then just let that be that but i like to ask why why is it that I'm driven and somebody else is not. What are the reasons for it? And should mm. should being like type of person to me is whether you like planting or not. You get what I'm saying? But like driven to me is a is a is a a personality trait a trait. Sorry, that everybody should strive to have. It's not so, like something like ah, oh, he's driven. I'm not. I accept it. Nah, I don't think that. I don't think that that's one of them things. But it's it's not so much that they accept it. They just don't think like you would. Like like for me like. I don't like, and I think this is something that we should definitely get onto is your story. For me, I know as a kid, I was 15 getting on a 
bus to London because I didn't live in London, lived mm -hmm. in Birmingham. Yeah. And for some reason, like none of my family were in film and TV, but yeah. for some reason I got on that bus every day yeah. to be in this industry. Every other kid at my school who were doing work experience were like, why are you doing that? That's yeah. crazy. I didn't know why I was doing it, but that's something in me. Yeah. But, I but there's, there's somebody out there that didn't think they could do something until somebody said, yeah, you can, and then they realised they could. Therefore, that tells me that I'm not going to speak into people's lives and say, yo, you might just not be driven. I'm going to say to people, if you ain't no. driven, you can be. That's just how yeah. I feel to yeah. say it. Of course, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. the potential yeah. is within everybody to have that kind of drive. And I just feel like too many times we accept normality yeah. or accept yeah. mundaneness yeah. because we feel like that's the, that's my lot in life. Like I could have easily, my life was set up for me to believe that, you know. Mm. I was, I, when I, I, was, I wasn't poor, I was poor. There's a difference. Mm. You get what I'm saying? When you when you pour, yeah, the electricity sometimes isn't 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 goes off. When you pour, it was never on. Like there's a there's a different level. I was growing up in Jamaica, and the part of Jamaica that I was growing up in, I had to walk down the road to get water. There was no tap. That's how I grew up. I could and I believe from them times this is not my lot in life. Do you get mm. what, do you get what I'm saying? So everything yeah. my mm. environment was built to tell me that I should just accept. That I'm gonna live and die here. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. So I just feel like, what is the factor then if it's not your environment? Because it's like you say, you was in, run a, in an entire family that wasn't in the arts, and then something in you just said, yeah. I wanna do the arts. And that's why I just like to tell people, yo, you can you can do it, innit? Yeah. You can get up one day and decide. You know what's mad, yeah? I think when you do stuff like what we do, like in terms of like me putting out comedy videos every day on Instagram, taught me something massive about life, you know? I can think something and then make it be a thing yeah. from a thought. Because yeah. Yeah, yeah. imagine, imagine, let's say, with the Love Island reviews. I did 49 Love Island reviews. 49 Love Island reviews, we've only taken the Saturday off. So that's 49 videos in a row. Yeah. That's 49 videos in like 54 days. Yeah. That teaches me that I can think something in terms of the, what the video will be and then put it out there. Mm. That, that teaches me a bigger lesson about life one day I can get up and decide to do something I never did any of the days prior to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's mad, isn't it? But it's yeah. hard for someone that's been, mm. like, like normalising to see for me, because obviously I went uni and I dropped out, so I feel like I got, like, both sides of it, like... Yeah. And I understand what you're talking about. I just think that, like... I'm one of my only friends that does something that's, like, musical. A lot of my friends, like, they work, like, like normal, like, nine-to-fives yeah. and that, and it's, like... I think it comes down to your family. I think your family's a big influence, isn't <laughs> yeah. it? Also, what you come from, like, what you, you what you explained is something that, you know what I'm saying? You have to have that grind in you or you're going to be stuck yeah. there. Do you know what I'm saying? Some Whereas some stuck. people, they, they come from, like, a comfortable home, yeah. a comfortable situation. Yeah. So they just feel like, right, I need to go to uni because I've been told that's how I'm going to get my job. Yeah. I need to yeah. go and I've been told that's how I'm going to make money. Because the yeah. reason why we go to uni, I feel like a lot of people, they this is this is what I clocked when I was going to uni. A lot of people are going to uni to become successful yeah. and being successful, technically, is having money. Yeah? Yeah. Having money, buying a house, having your kids. Yeah. How do you get that? You go to uni, you get a job, yeah. now you're going to have a salary for the rest of your life. Yeah. But if you break it down, this is why I think it's important for what you were saying. Like when you leave college, you do have the keys to be able to tell yourself, if I want to make money in this field, I don't necessarily have to go to uni. Yeah. But I feel like because a lot of people at the age of 18 haven't got their things sorted, yeah. they're yeah. just like, yo, I'm leaving college, what am I going to do? Rah, I might as well just go to uni and do economics. Yeah. Yeah, that's you the know thing. what I'm saying? Like your mindset was actually yeah. set from yeah. a young yeah. age because of saying, the way you've like, grown up. There's a matrix that's been created that. But do you, you, you know what I think it's yeah. to do with genes as well? I think like I know, there are man. traits in my dad, and well, both my mum and dad, that, yeah, that I see in It's like, half and half. I think it's half half. Like my mum and dad are not grime MCs, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> no, but like but like <laughs> <laughs> Like the drive, the drive. They yeah. Don't like, they don't like the art state. I mean, they like it, but they don't. They don't think yeah. it's like feasible. They don't yeah. think it's possible. Oh, my dad the same. Like, do you know what I'm saying? I, I, I but there was a grind. Is she talking about the attribution? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hard work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there are some people. What you're saying isn't. This is or not necessarily isn't, but it can be in everybody. Yeah, I just, I just think that there are there there are people that grew up privileged as well that decided to make even more money for instance let's let's say let's say yeah, donald trump for an example that terrible that is... example but let's say donald yeah. trump for example his dad gave him a billion and he decided yeah. or a million however and he decided to make more yeah. millions Do you get what I mean? but that is a, i think that is a thing within a certain person yeah and i think it is a i don't know i, I just don't want but, but like the other thing is and i agree with you yeah. like anything is possible for everyone yeah 
And it is just important to make sure that everybody knows that. Like when you're a kid, I don't even want to say anything is possible for everyone because you will try something and you will fail. I'm, yeah, I'm talking. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm just talking about the attributes of determination, yeah. being driven, no, we're, being we're willing just, to yeah, try. I, I think something has to click for yeah. for everyone to get to that point. I don't, don't, get, don't get me wrong. Has to motivate you. Being a person that talks to people, mm. I do talk to people, and it's like there is a wall there. I've got a friend here, and mm. she don't like her job. And I've said to her, just look at what other jobs might be available. She's like, no, it's a really good paying job. I've got these kids. And I never said, leave the job. I said, look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look if there's up to this day. I've been telling her for months, this girl will not go onto Google (laughs) and check what other jobs are available because in her head, this is her lot in life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So don't, sometimes I do get that there's a wall there. But something in me just refuses to believe that that wall won't can't be broken down and I think that that's just the conditioning of the system that we live in oh one thousand percent where where we listen man I don't I I can't even speak because I haven't been to uni but if it's anything like college felt like at some times (laughs) you are wasting a lot no it's different I mean uni is different different. to college uni is different I mean there's aspects that are very similar but because it's so focused on that one subject especially Mm. like me I was doing youth work and I love youth work so when I was going to uni, I was like doing works and I'm like, I'm actually learning about yeah. like skills to actually yeah. help me in like things that I still like use today. But there is the flip side where I thought if I was actually out here working in youth clubs, I might have gained a bit more. So it's hard. Yeah, it, 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 it depends yeah. what subject you study. Like yeah. for, me, for me, I studied something that was not really, in yeah. the, at the end of the day, it wasn't relevant to what I originally wanted yeah. to do. But I thought I want to get to uni or want to have that experience. Mm-hmm. But it was actually through uni that I've ended up taking my violin more seriously yeah. as a career yeah. because yeah. that was what gave me the platform to even start performing. Mm-hmm. Did you do psychology in it? Yeah, I don't psychology. Psychology so and law. completely unrelated. <laughs> are the two just, subjects yeah. that people do the most that they don't end up doing a job in? No, yes, but, but yeah. at the same time, I also done a placement through psychology and yeah. I've ended up going back to work there at some point. Okay. So it's given me a bit of security yeah. at some point in my life. When I first left uni, I realised I didn't want to do psychology. I don't want to study further. So is this actually useful for my life? Did I just waste four years? But I have ended up working back at the place I've done on placement. And if it wasn't for uni, maybe I still would have been yeah. performing. Yeah. Maybe I still would have met similar people. Yeah. But it gave me the platform and the confidence yeah. to take this more seriously, um, which yeah. I wouldn't have got without going to my uni. No, and thing, I, so. no I was just going to say, I can completely relate. Like I moved to London. I, moved, I went to uni, really, because this whole thing of like, one, my dad was like, what are you going to do? What are you going to yeah, study? Yeah. And I wanted to study a proper degree. So yeah. I studied English. Which apparently is a proper degree, but I don't know. There's there's like to and fro of yeah. what is what you should do, especially when you grow up with yeah. Jamaican dad. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so I went to uni to study English, but then the one thing was is that I must go to uni in London because that's where I found one. I was already interning, and that's where I felt like I fitted in. That's yeah. where I knew that I wanted to make a career. So, being in London, I was able to. I managed to get an internship at the BBC whilst I was studying. And so because I had this safety net of uni, Mm -hmm. I could study, work at the BBC or intern at the BBC, managed to then get a job working on um, just working with the camera team on on the one show. And it is through uni that I was able to do all of that. Also through uni that I met so many people who also worked in film who Hmm. are now still work with it works sometimes <laughs> it, I mean yeah. it, it works it's so, it's so individual like, I feel like everybody's experience is yeah. so individual I, I think what I really would want is just for how for the education for the, them to take a relook at it yeah. and yeah, how to just make it and maximise its efficiency and its mm. effectiveness I think that's yeah. that's what really what yeah. I'm trying to say but I think what it is is more so like the the journey from uni to that job because now you're in this job, now you now you have this career that yeah. is, like, for you, you look back and you think uni wasn't necessary. Yeah. And I, I agree with you. Yeah. Like, I look at what I'm doing now and I'm like, uni wasn't necessarily necess- necessarily necessary. But for me to have got there, it helped in the journey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like it, and that's the sad thing is that, like, somebody's going to look at your CV and see a degree and like okay we'll take her for that job mm, but I feel like that's happening a lot a lot less and, yeah and, yeah and, yeah and no, I, I agree think with that definitely it's as I, as I said uh, as I preface this by saying there's some jobs that need a degree like I said that's if you're a, a nice doctor preface. Yeah, yeah you can't <laughs> you cannot you cannot touch me 
as a doctor if you do not have your masters your everything do you know what i mean so as i said with some jobs they're very important but especially yeah. jobs in the arts like, I, like if there's a rapper out there going uni to like become a rapper i just don't know it's definitely Honey Caprio is a yeah. good example of yeah. going to uni securing a degree in something just because i don't know maybe it was his parents influence maybe mm. it was his mm. you know maybe it's the way he grew up maybe he thought uni was the only way but he was always grinding on the side of what he was doing, yeah. and and this is where he is now, you know. And he essentially, got essentially in, university yeah. is education, isn't it? Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not against. Okay. It's, it's I'm not against the that, idea though. of yeah. education. Yeah. I'm saying there's other ways to learn. Yeah. I'm, I'm saying to somebody, if you manage to discipline, as I said, I feel like school and college is a form of teaching you discipline because when you when you grow up, actually, you get to discover that. You know, when you're in school, you think the whole time, I can't wait to get out of this so I can be a big person and do what I want. Then you go work and realize this isn't that much different from school. I have a time. Mm-hmm. If you live, if you're doing a nine to five, I have a time I need to be at work, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and yeah. I have a time I need to leave. And my boss tells tells me when I can urinate. So like, it's it's not that much different from school, and <laughs> it? it's, it's it's a lot like the same. So it does teach you that um, that discipline. No, definitely. So yeah. if you can apply that, if you could apply that said discipline to watching certain YouTube tutorials a day on the thing that you want to do, imagine how much you would learn in a year in comparison. Oh, 100%. Yeah, because even need... lectures, you end up, even if you miss lectures, it's online. Like, yeah. the amount of times I just didn't go to lectures, I was watching everything on YouTube or whatever videos they made. Bro, as soon like, as I learned how to use Final Cut, teaching yourself, as soon but, as I learned how to use Final yeah. Cut in college, I was lit. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. was lit, bro. I said because I, I personally think editors rule the world. If you they know how it. to edit, yeah. if you know how to edit, you won't have to wait on people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You so won't have to what is your story from birth to, to now? Birth. So I was, um, I, I'm going to be very succinct. I was yeah. born in Jamaica. Um, yeah. as I said, poor. And um, yeah, can, I, can I try and say it? Oh, poor. 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 Yes. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> okay, Turned out Spanish. <laughs> so if, if you, and um, I just knew, I just knew, I knew that I weren't gonna survive there, not even physically. Yeah. Like I left when I was like eleven, and the amount of right, was there for time. Yeah, exactly. The amount of you are are a full blown adult at eleven. At yeah. eleven o'clock. At eleven young. years old. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah. I I still have almost <laughs> as much stories from there than I do here, and I'm 27 yeah. now. Yeah. You get what I'm yeah. saying? So. Yeah, but I knew I couldn't I couldn't do what I wanted to do in life there because I had a mouth on me and Jamaica like I, I was a person that liked rules and Jamaica don't have no rules. Nah. So like like unruly. It's, it's mm-hmm. very unruly. Like if I'm standing in a queue and then the bad man comes and then decides to go to the front, then that's what happened and you just have to accept that that's what happened. <laughs> but I would say something and very early on people were telling me, yo. You're gonna you die. Need to relax, yeah, yeah, You're yeah, gonna yeah, yeah. die if you nah, stay. Yeah, I remember. Relax, no, I remember this happening, and it's not because I was a bad man. I want to make it clear. It's not because I thought I was a bad man. I just believed in my rights mm-hmm. to, to that speak, ex- yeah. to that extent. I yeah. wasn't trying to win the fight. I was trying to die. I was willing to die over the principle and the thoughts I had in my head. I remember when I I moved to a worse area, and I was at this school. And these guys said, give me your lunch money. We had $60 for lunch money. That's not a lot, by the way. $60 for lunch money at the time. And they said, give me your lunch money. And I said, nah. And they took me outside the school. And you remember when they had to, used to have them board rulers? The, the board one. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And they yeah, beat yeah, yeah. me with that. Crossed my face everywhere with that. And then they walked off. And then I laughed when they walked off. And they came back and they beat me again. <laughs> and then when they walked off, I said, All right, I've learned. I'm not going to laugh, but I'm going to smile so I can feel some power within myself. But one of them turned around just as I went to smile and saw me smile and they came back and gave me another beating. So yeah. it's like stuff like that used to happen to me and I realised and then it's like my, my my parents, it weren't anything to do with me. My dad, is a, my dad is a preacher and he got a preaching engagement in the UK and then that's what brought us all here and then we ended up living here. First place I lived here was, was Ipswich Oh and um, I lived in Ipswich <laughs> and I was the only black person in my school but I loved it I'm not going to lie you know mm-hmm. it was lit because they they looked at me like like celebrity uh, yes <laughs> it was, the girls was like feeling was my like skin <laughs> it was crazy <laughs> they, they, I was, it's like they had never seen a black dude before I swear yeah. to and I remember in the first week this girl invited me I'm this school you know school this girl invited me to um her house for dinner and I was asking my parents can I go to this but my parents weren't we that at all they were like wait what <laughs> you guys are you guys didn't even hit puberty you talk about inviting for dinner so I, I didn't get to go sorry Lauren <laughs> but anyway <laughs> but anyway and then I ended up moving to Brom and then coming from Brom. coming from Jamaica yeah and then moving to what people are telling me is the second city I'm thinking I'm in the Big Apple yeah. I'm thinking I'm where it happens <laughs> so 
I'm growing up in Brom trying to achieve these things, doing comedy and stuff like that, mm. always having this dream. And then I've hit a ceiling in Brom, come to London to find out that you like look at at Brom like you look at Ipswich. There's not much yeah, there's yeah, not yeah, much yeah. difference yeah, yeah. between Brom and the village. And I'm thinking this is supposed to be the second city and it yeah. really is like that because there are no platforms in Brom. Like hard. let's let's say you're an artist in Brom, yeah. What's the one extra that you go to in Birmingham? <laughs> it's so to, city. Where what's the what's the fire in the booth? What's the Kenny All Star freestyle? Where's the what is it? It's DJ Free and JK. It, bro, bro. <laughs> it, unless you can get a feature with JK or something, then it's Pete for you. Yeah. But but even look at the big Birmingham rappers. Where do they go? They come to London. Come to London. They, yeah. they have to. They have to. Mist come to London. Lady Alicia come to London long before everybody. Long she time. clocked the play long time before everybody else. And everybody was trying to figure out, how did she do it? And we didn't. Because there was a time when it was just her. Been here yeah, she was the and one. that was because she come here long time. And that's what happened to me. Somebody looked at me and said to me, yo, nobody big in Brom ever stayed, stayed here to make it. And I was like, and he went back as far as, what's his name again? The guy that ate the bat. Ozzy, Ozzy, he said, he went back as far as Ozzy Osbourne and said, because you people don't even think about the fact that Ozzy Osbourne's from Brom. He's like, know. I didn't exactly. Know. He said, he's like, nobody makes it here. Leave. And I said, Mike Skinner. And, and, yeah. you know, I mean, I, I didn't even know that Mike Skinner was from Brom. <laughs> exactly. I didn't even know. Exactly. I can't hear the accent. So I'm trying to tell you. Yeah. I'm trying to tell you. Somebody said that to me. And then I started doing, I started doing videos with London people. It, yeah. all sta- it all started with gigs, and that was a random one. And I, I, I'll tell this little story. I try to be, I say, I'm trying to be succinct. But when I first, I started doing a series on YouTube called Roadman, uh-huh. and and the first episode of Roadman that I did, yeah, I, I bought I, I bought myself a ca- I bought myself a new camera lens, and I said this is the start of a great thing. This is gonna be the thing that blows me. And I go to put the lens on the camera, and I said to myself before this whole process started, yeah, mm-hmm. something's going to happen that's going to deter me. If, if, if you're somebody that's trying something new, just know when you start out, something is going to deter you massively in the beginning from ever carrying on. I said to myself, when this situation happens, I'm going to see it, I'm going to acknowledge it, and I'm going to press on. I put the lens on the camera, the lens drops on the floor, breaks. 80-pound lens, which is expensive to me at the time. And I looked at the lens there on the floor for about 13 seconds. And I put the dead lens on and I carried on filming uh-huh. and I just moved on. And that same video from that first episode of Roadman, I created a clip from it and put it on Instagram and Gig shared it. Uh-huh. Well, even that's mad. Yeah, of course. The way that life just spun that yeah, around. If I had decided so not to film that, that that day, it. that would have been it. Yeah. So when Gigs that did um posted that video, I messaged him and asked him to do a video with me. And he uh-huh. and he said, Yeah, and then we did the video. It uh-huh. was to that at that point. That was mad to me. Gigs yeah. is a mirage to somebody in uh, Birmingham. Yeah, to you, yeah. like, you probably, I don't know if you've seen nah, him around. Still or a superhero still, over yeah, these yeah but no, but superhero is something that I can't explain it, bro. He nah, was not real to nah, us. I know. I know. And Gigs is funny because these times I don't think I'm nobody. I've, I've built up a little bit of a following. Uh-huh. I think me, I, I don't even want to get into numbers, but I, I had a little bit of a following, yeah. Mm. And literally, he said, I don't understand this video. Explain it to me on the phone. Sends me his number. He called. He, I call him. He answered the phone. He sounds like gigs. I know that sounds bad. But yeah, the first yeah. thing I thought in my head is, it's him. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, yeah. actually him. So uh-huh. anyway, we did that video and then I posted it. So obviously gigs and Charlie, are cl- uh, Charlie Slaff are cool. He sees that video and follows me. I ask him, would you do a video with me? Uh-huh. He says, yeah. Then blanks me for a year and a half straight after that. Uh-huh. And when I say blanks for a year and a half straight after that, I messaged him hundreds of times I mean, anything you can think of that I could say I said this is gonna everything beggy you think I could say I was like bro I told all my friends about the video anything you can think of that a man would say I said it bro I was like bro like it like when you I've unsended them all now, but when when yeah, I yeah. usually look and why and he why do I unsend them? Because there's no point now. We we cool. <laughs> we don't need to. I don't need to be going into our DMs when we have a conversation and be seeing all of that pain. Yeah. But, but but yeah. So that's <laughs> why he was consistent, bro. He tried, didn't he? But yeah. but and he's seen the messages. That's the what was the worst part. He wasn't not seeing them. He was. He it was said seen. Them. So he was seeing them. So when I, so how long ago was this? This was. This would have been two and a half years ago now because he blanked me for a year and a half. But I kept messaging him. And then one day I'm in the cinema watching Thor, but it's for the second time because if it was the first time, no one would get an answer call. (laughs) Thor is, I'm the biggest Thor fan ever. So I see and it's him. 
So I go outside, I go outside, but I can't really hear him properly. He said, come London Thursday, come London Thursday. I'm like, okay, cool, safe. I don't know what I'm going there for. I'm thinking it could be a fire in the booth. I'm thinking it could be, a, <laughs> thinking it could be an interview. I don't know what I'm going there yeah, for. Yeah, yeah. I walk into the room with him and his producer, yeah? Alex at the time. And they say to me, we're going to test out you and Charlie sound on the mic. I say, what do you, what do you mean you're going to mm-hmm. test out we sound on the mic? He's like, you're going to do this show on Radio 1 with Charlie. I was like, I started crying. I was like, what do you mean? What do you mean I'm gonna do it? I went for, I have I have no history of radio experience uh, whatsoever. You're just making videos I've always been a fan of, yeah. of radio. My the biggest radio presenter that I'm a fan of is um, Charlemagne the God. Yeah. I yeah, really yeah, like yeah. that guy. He's a yeah, yeah, yeah. He says it as it's so easy. So it says it as it is, and I feel like I'm that kind of person. Mm. So it's like when that opportunity came to me, and even though I say even though I say you know, I had no experience in radio. I don't want it to make it seem like I jumped hoops because I was working hard. I hit, a, oh, yeah, I hit yeah, a ceiling yeah. in Brom. That I, mm. But I don't know what it is yet, but Charlie clocks northern people in the same way that he helped Bugs him alone back in the day. Yeah. And like, I don't know, he saw something in me and thought, this kid can can do this. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? And I, obviously I'm appreciative for that. But yeah, so I came up here and then he, of course, left one extra and went out to beat. And then I got my own show. That's it. And they've got my own show on one extra. So that yeah, that's the story of Balamori, man. Grind, and I listened to it this weekend. Yeah, 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 yeah I listened to it this weekend, Sunday, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. But yeah, it's, it, it was a it was a madness. But just to tell people to just persevere and I believe that in everybody's journey, there's gonna be one or two people that just come along, see you where you are yeah, and, and elevate you. Uh, yeah. And 100%. you yeah, 100%. 100%. Yeah. And you just gotta keep yeah. imagine if in that year and a half, yeah. Of him I had stopped working. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had yeah. stopped grinding. I gave up. And you know what? He showed me an email of when he sent it to the BBC bus, yeah, that he wanted me on the show and it was a year before he hired me for the show. A year okay. before. So, so in that year, in that year, all of the emotions that I ever felt of yeah. what's the point sometimes, where am I going, is this even going to work out? There was a plan for me in the waiting. Yeah. For That's not for Radio yeah. 1. Yeah, not even one extra. Not even one extra. from from radio, And I did Radio 1 for a whole year. There was a depth show. Yeah, that's nuts. I depth a Radio 1 show and covered a Radio 1 a, show a by myself. A comedian from Yard. A comedian from Yard. And then from Brom. <laughs> and Birmingham. With the Birmingham, Birmingham accent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And on I'm Radio you, 1. When I started, normal, when I, when I started doing videos, when I started doing videos on Instagram, yeah, at first, Birmingham accent is all anybody ever spoke about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. worse than chlamydia, rare, rare, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking all to somebody that's had both, I don't know what they're talking about. But anyway, but yeah, I'm joking. I'm joking, that's a joke. But yeah, nah. <laughs> but nice. no, no, seriously, like, it, I, I had to persevere through that yeah. because when I first started doing the comedy thing, it was, um, I had to find tactical ways of getting ahead yeah. because I realized, I, I clocked what the game was and I think I clocked it like maybe a year earlier before everybody else clocked it that followers is going to be so much currency. Yeah. It's going to tell people so much about whether they want to work with you yeah, or not. Yeah. Buzz is going to be a deciding there was a time in the industry yeah there's i feel like there's two industries the reality star industry and then you have the more like the radio the tv the more official things or or like let's say you want to be an actor there was a time where if you ever did reality tv they tell you you'll never be an actor i think them days are gone Uh, i think if you've got followers they'll let you do anything Anything. i think think that is like an important zone like I kind of feel like that's changing slightly because people are now need some kind of um, substance. Oh, you have to have yeah. both. Yeah, and luckily Can't the water, like, that's a thing. Yeah. yeah, but like yeah. I think, and again, like I think we're lucky in here that we all kind of do have like. I don't have a massive following, but like you have like a massive following in my eyes, and I think it's like you have both. So yeah, I you think, have no, you have I to think, have both. I think you it's just important both. for all the listeners listening in that just because they might want to build a big following, um, that isn't enough. Oh, no, yeah, I know lots of people. Yeah. I know lots of people with more people followers than me that don't know what they're doing. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and, and it's not going well for them. You, yeah. you have to have a business mind. I just played the game. I got followers on purpose because yeah. I, 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 accepted, I accepted the game for what it is. I accepted that there will be a bias based on this. Yeah. So if I can have substance and this at the same time, and how did, how did I build following? I, my followers did not grow organically. Some people blow up. You know like how you have like Alex from Glasgow? Yeah, yeah, blew up overnight. Just blew up overnight. That is not how my followers grew. I grew my followers tactically. I saw I'm just bait coming up here. Mm. And he had about 200,000 followers at the, time when, at the time it was growing. And I was like, how can I get in with this guy? 
Because what people do is all people do in the industry yeah, is ask for favors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Without thinking, without yeah, <laughs> without thinking of a way to make it be beneficial to both parties. Bro, can you just do this for me? No mention of what you could do yeah, for yeah, me. 100%. I like when somebody tr even tries to say something they could do for me, even though it wouldn't even help me. Yeah, I like yeah. the fact that you thought to try. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? So I, like I messaged. I'm just saying. I said I got a deal for you. Mm. I said. I do comedy videos, yeah. Sometimes they get posted by Wall of Comedy. Sometimes they get posted by different pages. I'm gonna put your name on all of them. There's no place that my videos would not go where your name ain't on it. If you just post three of my videos a week, half of my followers is from I'm just bait. So wait, you pitched that to ants years ago. That's a bad boy. Pitch. When I say years mm. ago, that's a bad boy. No. What the little <laughs> thing that goes no, there? For that, that is donkey years ago. So what? When it has the little word that goes across I'm, the screen. That's what the little bro, bro, I started that, bro. And then other other comedians started doing it after this. In me, he like he made that deal with other comedians. So okay. at one point, if you go scroll back in my pages. I'm just bait over every video. That's smart. Over that was a very everything. smart move. And, he's, and, he, and he was posting three videos a day for me I, for a year straight. And that's how I built my I followers. I think that's how I see your thing anyway. Yeah. On that, someone else's thing. Because that's how you build followers? Yeah, hundreds. You build followers yeah, by somebody bro, bigger than you. When I was coming you, out, I was definitely you shouting ants like, yo, brother. Everybody, everybody yeah, shouts ants. pain on the, on, the, on the wall. You got, again, same thing with answers with Charlie. Charlie said to me, one of the reasons why he... he looked at me in a good light is because even though I was messaging in bare times, I was never disrespectful. Yeah. I don't yeah. take anything in this game personal. Bro, these people are not your friends yeah, or yeah. your family. But I don't know why man get so offended when they get blanked or they get... It's not personal. Bro, it's just the pride. person didn't see any benefit in you for them, so mm. they didn't work time, with yeah. you. Mm. You wait until they do and they if at that time me. you still want to work with them, then you do and if you don't, then you don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, and even though we had a three video a week deal there are weeks only one got posted you think i hit him with mad aggression like bro we had a deal for him to say to me you know what bond the deal we ain't doing it no more that's all he would have had to say to me and then i don't get nothing posted i humbled myself and yeah. when he posted he posted when he didn't he didn't and i accepted it bro and sometimes you got because what what people do in this game yeah people enter the arts and treat it enter leave working a nine to five and enter the arts and start living like they made it already when you started your job, you had to start as the person that put mm. the milk on the shelf. Why do you feel like in the arts, you can start as the big man uh. doing anything you want, every way you want? No, there's going to be some metaphorical milk having to be put on the shelf. <laughs> and that is me making a deal with somebody and sometimes they don't fulfill it uh, completely. It's a lot of Because it's a busy... How much people do you think message answer oh, this? it's thousands. Thousands, definitely. He probably doesn't see half I, of them. And I think there is, that this is the thing. It's about finding a route in that yeah. nobody else has, oh. like... Has found and I, uh, I, I have an anecdote of this. Like my friend Nabil Alderkin, who is Kanye West's go-to director, he became Kanye West's go-to director because he bought KanyeWest.com before Kanye was famous. <laughs> Rockefeller <laughs> Records then got in touch with him and they were like, "How genius. much do you want for this website?" That's what Alhan does, you know. And he you was like, "I just yeah, want to yeah, shoot yeah, him." He does. Yeah, and it's brilliant. Like for me, I that think is genius. I think there is, but you have to have that in you. Yeah. Like you had, you had that yeah. in you. Sure. And you gotta think. But, you gotta use your yeah, mind yeah, and think. Yeah. 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 He's like, bro, do you want me to verify your account? You can make it big zoo instead of it's big zoo. Yeah. <laughs> but this is a, this <laughs> is. I think he got Trace, AJ Trace. <laughs> you gotta, yeah, you but gotta find a way. You have to, and I think like, I think it's that 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 element of whatever it is in your brain mm -hmm. isn't in everybody's brain. Yeah, yeah exactly. You had that, and that's yeah. because you knew there was better out there. You knew mm. you come from this. And there's no stopping for me now because mm. that is the lifestyle I want to oh, achieve. Yeah, no, that was this is something I'm so passionate about. Yeah. And you kept pushing and, yeah. you know, you found a way, not an excuse. A lot of people will find an excuse to stop. Yeah. And that's where you can differentiate who has that yeah. drive. What, about, what about for yourself? Yeah, like, how, saying, was your, you how was your journey? Yeah. To be like, honest... Getting into becoming a violinist and that. I started playing at a very young age. Oh, okay, so you've been yeah. playing for a long time. Yeah, I, I, was, I was fortunate in that my auntie, she played the violin. I okay. saw her play at a concert one time I was like yeah. five and around the time my mum was one of those parents who's always getting me and my brother involved in something okay. you know what I mean football every yeah, every good, every holiday we're doing this summer camp that yeah, yeah, summer yeah. camp even if we didn't want to but um so yeah I saw her play and I was like yeah you know what I want to play the violin um and it was something that I just took to naturally yeah. me and my brother done it together um he was more of a practical person in other things he was more into his sports I like sports, but 
you can't ask me to take a free kit because yeah. that's <laughs> that's going all the way over there. Even if I enjoyed it, do you yeah. know what I mean? So I stuck with the violin. Um, it wasn't easy. Obviously, you get to around twelve thirty, and you're thinking, all oh, my boys are going to kickball. Mm. Everyone's going to parties. I'm here yeah. practicing. Like, what is this? What is this all for? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And it was all classical music. I haven't grown up hearing classical music. Like, I come from a Caribbean household. All I'm hearing is. I'm, I'm hearing reggae all the time. Mm. My dad went through this two-pack phase where mm. <laughs> just playing bare hip-hop outside the school and people <laughs> looking at us like, who are these hoodlums? But, yeah. That's sick. Yeah, for real. Um, my dad was playing mad gospel outside my school. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it was like... It was it was an upbringing that kind of incorporated um, just the, the typical Caribbean way mm. and the violin, which was new to me. But I started to take to it, got used to it, and... I saw it as this thing that kind of opened doors. Um, but it got to a point when it was like, okay, I've finished education now. That was before uni. Yeah. Um, I've played the violin so far. It's got me scholarships. It's gotten me access to different places. But I'm at a point now where I haven't actually seen a future in the violin because all I've known is classical music. I'm not going to be a soloist in the orchestra. I'm not going to be, you know, a famous violinist. I want to put this down. I want to go to uni, you know, be a new person, be who I want to be find myself all of this stuff mm. you know um but it was like first year of uni where my housemate he was like you know what you shouldn't hide this thing you know it's a gift you've been working on it's a talent that you have don't mm. hide it don't be ashamed of it i was never really ashamed of it but let's be real like, you the violin right, weren't really right. cool like i'm yeah, not trying I, to yeah. you know i think I mean? it's wavy yeah. me and yeah. my brothers we, we're kind of like a bit like weird like that we love classical things but i get yeah. you you're not going yeah, to yeah, get yeah. like hey, we, see man's cello. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would definitely say that if your, I could, bro. Like, when, you want to hear some Mozart in a, in a girl's How much girls hear that? No, obviously, yeah. I get you, but yeah. obviously, you're trying to... You I back out the violin in the cheek, though. That confuses yeah, the life out of him. You, see, on, you see rappers and you think, that's cool. That's the lit You hear singers and you're like, that's cool. You see guys kicking ball that's sick yeah, and you're like, yeah. you know, that's the way. But um, That's about yeah. role models, though. I get what you're saying. how you grow up, isn't it? And then, obviously, I've been to uni. Somebody... um was was putting a band together for a showcase mm-hmm. um but he, he was a drummer and he was making a band to play like all afro beats hip-hop r&b he found out i played the violin and he was like yo like do you want to play uh. with us and i was like so so what where, where's the sheet music like <laughs> what do i play from like yeah, all of this yeah. stuff and he's like no 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 we're not doing it that way he's yeah. like this is the set list Just candy shop 50 cent <laughs> Wayne wonder no letting go mm. and i was like ross or what i was supposed to just learn it by ear so said, so done. We must have had like two days practice, done the show, and honestly, the reaction was wild. Like I've imagine. never experienced this. Mm. Everyone might like all my peers. Everyone's like gassed. Everybody's mm. shouting. Everybody's screaming. And that's when it really like something in my mind clicked. And I was like, you know what? This is actually a way I can go yeah. that no one else is doing. Like yeah. a young black violinist. 100%. That's like that's unique. Yeah. So I'm married to two time, worlds. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. And I think that's what people appreciated. Yeah. So from there, people started sending me covers on Twitter of like another of another violinist. Um, and I was like, you know what, I can do this too. Yeah. So <laughs> it wasn't even competitive, but it's more like, raw, like this is what's out there. Yeah. Let me let me get involved. Let me jump it's in. Funny, it's a scene yeah. that we can kind of build. Um, and then started doing videos. And from there, ACSs started booking me for their shows, like end of year balls and stuff like that. Um and really just took it from there. But obviously I was studying at the same time. So the violin was just like a side hustle. It was like my side thing. And then um, studying was the main thing. But from there, it just grew. Following started to slowly grow. Um, and the end of uni was where I really had to make a decision where am I going to go and study more to be a psychologist? No, because that was never really the plan. But am I going to be able to make a, a living from the violin, from music? Um, and yeah, I just kind of had to find my feet from there. But yeah, it's been it's been really good since then. Um, Congrats! I, f- I feel like uni was more of I'm involved in the uni circuit with my violin. I'm playing at ACS events. Um, but it was when I finished uni, I had about six months where I was sitting down doing nothing. I feel like a lot of people have that phase where they don't know what they want to do in life, especially if their degree hasn't pushed them in a specific direction. Mm-hmm. Which is what kind of makes people think a lot of the time that uni is a waste of time because for some some people it is but and I was at that point where I'm sitting down thinking like did I actually just waste four years um but I thought you know what let me put my all into this I'm gonna keep up with my covers um I'm gonna see what bookings I can get from Instagram and whatnot 
Um, and the guy that I was following on YouTube throughout uni is called um, Damon Escobar. He's a violinist. Okay. He's from America. He made it look cool. He was playing R&B. He was playing the hip-hop. He was playing the soul. And I, I just, that's what resonated with me. And that's what really made me think, you know what, I'm going to push this even more. And then he had a tour where he came to London, I think it was about two years ago in October. So he was playing at Islington Assembly Hall. I bought tickets because I thought, you know, I want to see how it's done, really. I've been performing, but this is the guy. Um, and I went on my own. No one was on it. I asked my brother, are you trying to come to this concert with me? <laughs> he wouldn't even come to my own shows, let alone another <laughs> violinist. <laughs> so I thought, you know what, I'm going to just go on my own. I went and something amazing happened, man. Like I was just in the audience. There were two, two women I was chatting to in the queue who happened to live literally the next road to me in my house. So I was chilling with them in the show. And it got to a point in the show where there was like a technical difficulty. The drums weren't working. The bass guitar weren't working. I don't know if it was staged or not, but Damon Escobar, he, he called out to the audience and he was like, he was like, hey man, we got any violinists? Excuse the accent. I'm not about it. <laughs> but um, yeah, so he, he said, have we got any violinists in the audience? There were a couple of people over there going, woo, woo, yeah, yeah. I was there like, I was kind of, my hand was half up, but the two women I was with, Proper hype women, I love them for this. They're like, over here, over here. So he was like, who are you? And I was like, I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like, he was like, come on, come on up, come play for us. That's so crazy. yeah, took my that jacket off, sprinted mad. up. Yeah, that's crazy. Hopped on the stage. We well, didn't have your violin, you had to use an instrument. I didn't have one. my violin. He was on the stage, oh. he gave me his violin and he said, play something for us. Oh, that's yeah. even harder, isn't it? Yeah, for real. And that was his whole fan base. Like, yeah. this was a packed out Islington Assembly Hall. That's I think, mad. like, I don't know, seven, eight hundred. Like, it was packed out. And honestly, everything I'd ever learned, anything I'd ever played in any of my sets was gone. Yeah. <laughs> don't ask me to remember yeah. anything. Like, yeah. my mind was blank. It was just pure adrenaline. And in my head, I was saying, Jesus, take the will. And <laughs> from that point onwards, I don't know what I played to this day. I can't tell you. Wow. I, 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 tr I, tr I tried to... Tell the, the guitarist, play play the, the bass line for Rock the Boat by Leah. I, I know that one. In my head, I'm trying to formulate everything. Yeah. But at that point, I played it in the wrong key. I was like, oh, damn. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's over. But, yeah, the hunger just kicked in and I started playing. The further along it got, the audience started getting into it. Of course. And by the end of it, I was just, I don't know what I was playing. <laughs> I got to the end, I done some big finish, like, do 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 Everyone went wild. Oh, Everyone went wild. Man, sick, bro. The guy then gave me his bow. He was like, I was like, oh, you want me to play again? He was like, he was like, no, no, it's for you, it's for you. Everybody, That's everybody mad. supported. I jumped off the stage. Everybody's, oh, how can I follow you? Have you got albums out? Have you got this out? Do you tour? Do you go to other countries? I'm just like, huh? I'm like, <laughs> I've I've just been doing this for a little okay. while. Like, I'm not I'm not there yet, but I just embraced it. And since then, he's come back to London one time. He showed me love every time, and. I don't know. That's just one of the things that pushed me to keep on going. And since then, I've been I've been playing at weddings. I've done a few weddings abroad. A few other people have that's noticed okay. on Instagram, and um, I've been touring like a couple countries in Europe with another artist. Um, I think she's called Ebony Bones, and it's just things things have been taken off, and it's all through just pushing, putting out my videos on Instagram. And one thing I think is important as well. If you're an artist and you're pushing yourself and you're you're doing these shows, don't just be that guy that shows up, does what you got to do, and then go home. Mm. Like always, always try and stay, always socialize, always make yourself be remembered. Like always enjoy what you're doing, embrace every moment, and don't don't try and rush anything. Yeah. Just live in the moment, and I think that's that's something that's helped me. Um, that even goes as far back as two days ago. Long story short, I won't drag this out, but okay. this violin right here. Yeah. I was coming back from Switzerland two days ago after a gig. Believe I left this violin on the train. Really? Left it on the train. I, I was getting off the train at Victoria. I had my suitcase. I was so tired. I only slept for like an hour. Yeah, it and it just slipped my mind. I was in tunnel vision. I saw my beds. I saw my pillows. <laughs> I was so like, I need to get there. Get I was trying to get out of Victoria. Yeah. And it's only when I got to the central, the, the Victoria line at the barriers, I'm thinking, why do I feel so light? Like... I didn't just go toilet. Like, why am I so light? <laughs> no, but um, and then um, I realized crap. I left it. I went back to the platform. No one wanted to help me. Everyone's like, oh, cool, lost property. So, but there was one person who decided to take the time out. He said he checked the timetable. He said, which train are you on? Let's see where it's going now. He said it's going Brighton. You might have to wait an hour till it gets to Brighton. I'll call them. They can have a look on the train. I'm hanging around the Victoria Station, oh, like. These times, I left my toothbrush in yeah. Switzerland. I was sitting there feeling dirty and sweaty. I just want to get home. 
he called, I, I texted him in an hour. I'm like, any luck? What's happened? He said, no, nah, no luck at Brighton. They checked. They couldn't find it on the train. Um, I'm thinking it's all over. This, this violin, I've had it for like maybe 10 years plus. Like oh, it's history. Man. It's history right there. I was thinking, what's going to happen? Like I've got mm. a lot of things going on this week. I haven't got a violin anymore. Um, so I text him. No, he calls me back. I was calling around other stations. They're all saying, check lost property. is open Monday to Friday. And obviously it was a Saturday. So I'm thinking, right, it's all over. <laughs> it's all <laughs> over. But I call him and he says, oh, yeah, no luck. But I'm staring at this shiny black violin case. So I'm like, huh? Like, what happened? And he was like, do you play at weddings? And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he said, oh, you played at my friend, my friend Leo's wedding. Like the other day, I think it was like May times. And he said, yeah, I was there. I thought I recognized you. I seen you play. And he said, if you were anybody else, if you didn't know him, I would have I would have sent you on your way a long time ago. But from your friend of his and I see I remember you, you're a good person. Like I knew I had to see this through to the end. So it just like it was another reminder to me to to always always stick around, always treat people good. And they'll remember you and they'll they'll repay you in other ways, even if you think nothing is going to come of just mm. of, of always t- doing that extra thing for someone or talking to them. Or like I always make sure when I go to these weddings, I give them a CD of mine just as like a gift or I get them a wedding gift. These little things are always gone an extra mile and this has come back round. And he said, yeah, the only reason I helped you is because wow. of how you were at the wedding. So, so he found did, my violin. How did he find it? it went, imagine it went to Brighton. Yeah. Came all the way back. Okay. It was in the same place. Oh, so wow. the people at Brighton lied. <laughs> they said they looked the train, looked on the train. They didn't because it was still in the same spot. Um, sorry, yeah. Wow. It reminds me of when I used to work in London. It's crazy. People used to walk in and say, do you have this? Whatever they said, I said no. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and they'd go around the shop and show it to me. And they'd be looking at me. I'd be looking at them. I'd be like, what do you have to tell me? <laughs> <laughs> what happened, happened. Now, oh, do you want me to serve you or not? Like, do you want it? Do you want the jello or not? Everybody on the show, Zoo and I, will ask you guys to bring an item of choice. It could be a poem, it could be a piece of literature, it could be a tweet, it could, could be a be rap. Fried chicken. It could be fried chicken. Usually yeah. something written, but fried chicken <laughs> will work. Um, why? You said I threw off your whole thing. Yeah. So. <laughs> that was the point. Okay, so what item have you bought? Are you asking me personally? Either of you. You best I, both I, have I, an item. <laughs> yeah, nearly forgot it. No, I'm joking. Not after yesterday. But um, yeah, I got my violin with me. Yeah. I think it's the yeah. only thing that made sense. But yeah, you might have to back it out. You want to see it? Come. You want to see it? Obviously, this is a podcast. This is the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we got, we got cameras. We got cameras. So don't worry. I love violin. One of my friends is called the Grime Violinist. Yeah, I know. It and as she well. plays grime on the violin. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. Nice. I've done like a, I've like spat bars of her. It's just so fun, bro. Yeah, she's cool. And like she, she. This is why I say the violin scene. It's like I like to feel like we're growing a little scene yeah, 100%. because even her, like she, if there's a booking she can't make, she's brought me and she's been like, James, can you make this? That's I mean, I'm not in the country. Like, can you take this booking for me? I've done the same for her. She didn't do it, but... <laughs> yeah. You're supporting each other. You're yeah, supporting each other in something that, that is actually making you get through life. What's like? the violin DMs like? Like, what is the... <laughs> I just want to know. It's I feel usually... like... I, I confidently feel like if I could play violin, somebody would be on me for that. <laughs> I really believe that. Oh, your violin's lit. Yeah. Yeah, it's a bit... It's a bit burnt, but how, um, how old is this was um, refurbished, so it's not even like originally made. I don't know how old it is, and it does look <laughs> kind of old. No, that looks but, like, um, that looks does like it have a name? Can you, can you, I prefer can you to call play it vintage. <laughs> all right, you know what? All right, all right, straight into that. I was like, you really, right. have you really paid me like that, but I'll do it. This is his bow. This That's is the bow. This, this one here is his bow. So I use it if I'm recording and performing. This is the bow. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. I'll use that one then. This is a Do you have to like keep it fixed and I like keep it clean and stuff or update it or? Yeah, do you know what? Okay, have you guys ever played Assassin's Creed? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know where you got you go to the whatever it's called the locksmith or whatever. And you go and you upgrade your blades. Oh yeah, yeah, the all them little purchases. Yeah, yeah. Um, you could do the same thing with my violin. Oh, basically. I went to one you of got the specs. Yeah, you got specs. Like this is the fingerboard right here. Woo! I went to the proctor. He was like, "That's a bit low. You should make that a bit higher." <laughs> so I was like, "You know what? Next time I'm gonna upgrade that." He's like, my bridge is a bit wonky. 
get that straight. Or you know, there's there's loads of different yeah, things. Yeah, you gotta you can keep it updated. To keep it up to date. So basically, when you get the, when you get the ultimate check, the golden violin's coming. Yeah, <laughs> with yeah, the mad real. bow. For real. <laughs> okay, we're loading up the violin. Why are we load up the violin, Simon? So you got you got an item for us? Um, I've got my BBC pass. Oh, oh that is a great one. Yeah. I tell you, that's a great one. I tell you, yeah. When I first got this year, they used to tell me off about the pass all the time, because I'd wear the pass on days when I wasn't going to work. <laughs> I was so proud, and it was oh, like it was yeah. like. Oh no! If you, you can't do that because you know sometimes like people are after people that work at the BBC. Yeah, because then they can. Yeah, yeah, they have like sometimes people have negative feelings about the people yeah, that work at the BBC. Something you might have said on air, people might be after. I didn't get. I I didn't care about none. I was walking the streets of Brom with this like it was a piece of jewelry. Because it lets you into the building. Yeah, and for ages I didn't have one, so I wasn't. Get, I wasn't. Someone. Yeah, I had to wait for somebody to let me in every time. When I got, yeah. when I, even to this day, when I walk in and I just click this on the thing and it so just real. let me in. So I feel I feel gas, bro. Yeah. I feel gas. I I. I Dude, the, the photo that I have on it does look like a mugshot, but <laughs> hey, whenever I can get that changed, can you confirm that it looks like a mugshot thing? I can confirm. <laughs> <laughs> now that's sick, man. That shows the progression, yeah. bro. Nah, man, it is, it, is a, it is a prized position of mine, even though I've lost mm. about three of them. But like, <laughs> it, it is. <laughs> I remember when you lost your pass. Yeah, yeah, you guys had to let him in. Yeah, yeah. Nah, yeah. B's losing them. But, yeah. um,. I shouldn't even say that, but but yeah, no no no. I, it's something that obviously is a prized possession of mine. The, the sentiment that comes with it, because it's just the sentiment of I re, I remember you know when they t- like I, I I've been looking for a job in this industry because mm. you know the the feeling of uh, there's a security that having a job brings you. You know what I mean? Especially in BBC, bro. Yeah, exactly, 100%. exactly. And it's a and it's a nice feeling, and it does a lot for you when you're out there as well. And it, and it as a comedian, it separates me. Mm. In in yeah, many yeah, ways, yeah. and I mm. like that as well. So yeah, yeah. definitely. Sick, man. All right, come on. We're gonna get a little rendition here. Yeah. Go with it. Yeah, go on, Jay. All We've right, given it. We pull it on you. Something, yeah, something, something. Little, Just something little. little. Something. All right, cool. Mm. Who knows? You guys know job really. Yeah, yeah, come on. All right, it's a quick one. Right, about to get. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Easy, right. Hey, that sounds hard, bro. Cheers, Jo Jo Joanna. Hey, hey, Jo Joanna. Cheers, that's hard. Is that because you heard us talking oh, about um, Love Island? <laughs> Oi, that's hard. <laughs> It's a different twang on it, and it is different. It's got an accent. It's a accent. That's how you know I love music. I'm very happy. I can't you can't tell me the DM Zayn flourishing. <laughs> I, I refuse to believe it, bro. Not even gonna speak on that. Oh, <laughs> you can't get a bit wild. Oh my god! Hey, that is so lit. No, Me and you gotta do something. We gotta do something because you gotta melodize all my songs. So obviously things have worked out for you guys. Yeah. yeah? yeah. <laughs> I know you like that one. Yeah. <laughs> now obviously you know what I'm saying you lot are doing well. Like you lot have obviously gone through what you've gone to to get to get to a position of life where you're you're doing stuff that people consider like a hobby or like something that you find fun and you're turning that into. Like, you know, making money. So what we, what advice would you give, like, young people who are, like, in that position, like, maybe, like, after college, don't know what they want to do, if they want to go uni, or if they want to invest into, the, like, the time to get in a career? Like, what advice would you give them? Um, I would say going to uni is never a bad thing if you make it work for you. Yeah. Um, have an idea of what you're going there for. Don't just make it for the sake of it, because then it will be a waste of time unless you're just you're lucky and you're blessed and things work out the right way but have a vision in mind if you don't want to go don't force it because there's always another way to make it work I've got friends that never went to uni that just that done apprenticeships that are now high up in the field but I also have friends that have got graduate schemes through uni and are now earning 30k as soon as they step out of uni so you can always make it work for you use your time wisely um, if you do want to go into a creative field I would say use the time to invest into your craft, whether you go to uni or not. On the side, have a part-time job, always try and earn money. money. Um, But, yeah, 
it's not a bad thing. I'll, I'll say it's not a bad thing. Times have changed, though. I would say that saying you have a degree in England, it doesn't hold as much weight as maybe it used to. Um, but then again, England ain't the only place in the world. If, you're, if you go to another country and you say, yeah, I've got this degree, other people might look at it like it's a gold plaque. But mm. um, it doesn't hold the same weight here anymore. So don't feel the pressure of society and parents necessarily to force yourself to go if you have another plan and another vision that you can make come to life without going to uni. Um, so that's what I would say. Side, yeah, I'll just say, um, ask yourself the question of whether that's what's going to be best for you. And I'd, I'd also give advice to the parents as well to yeah, to, 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 to encourage their kids to ask that question and to kind of like eliminate the and stigma. Schools. Yeah, and schools. Yeah. And to eliminate the stigma of, yeah, definitely, and schools as well too, yeah. And eliminate the stigma of if you didn't go to uni, that doesn't that means you're yeah. not accomplished or intellectual. It's just a choice of what would be best for your career. 100%. Yeah, yeah. that's definitely. what I'd say. Yeah. Um, this whole podcast, I've been smiling, like listening to your stories. Mm. You're so inspiring, both mm-hmm. of you. Yeah, it's sick. It's so, and I think that every, I don't know about you, um, Zoo, but I feel like every listener listening in is going to be like that. They, I want to be like those guys. <laughs> I want to have a story like those guys. Man, inspiration. Um, Zoo, do you think, what, what are your thoughts on uni? I mean, man dropped out now I owe them 27 bags. Okay. <laughs> so, on that note, <laughs> J Hope. And Simon, they have been amazing. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you, guys. Thank you for having me. Boom. Hey, guys, if you're loving the podcast and want to support the cause, make sure to rate and review us. Make sure you tell your friends and follow us on Insta and Twitter. At This Is Spoke Pod. Pod. 